Paul Spotify. Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your podcast host and feel the power. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Coach of the Media Podcast proudly presents to you its 10th episode. Oh my god. Zach, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I did not think we were going to make it to 10 episodes. Uh, I didn't either. Man, here's, dude, here's to the next, here's to the next 10. Here's to the next, the next 10. And the next 10. Man, we we've got we've got some stuff to talk about this week. But first of all, I just want to go ahead and piss Jacob Blair off. The Boston Red Sox are once again moving on to the American uh-huh. League Championship Series. We I, beat I the shit out. Of, we beat the shit out of the Yankees. We beat the shit out of the Tampa Bay Rays, and Get now it's time. To beat the shit out of the Houston Astros. Get your garbage cans ready. I ain't got one. Get the one. shit out of them. It's time. The Red Sox are going to win the World Series. That's not going to happen, but but I this like – This team is I, winning it. I'm telling you. You know, that's the one thing I love about you, man, is you got so much confidence in the Boston Red Sox. They're, because they're every even, Red Sox team that is other than the 2018 team that won like 108 games has right. not deserved to win the like win this World Series. Like they've 0-4. They went down three to nothing to the Yankees. They beat them. Sorry, Blair. Not sorry. They they beat them four to three. They went on to sweep the World Series. 0-7. Right. They were eh, they were okay. Still a good team. 2013, they were a bunch of misfits. Should not have won the World Series. They did. 2018, a little different. They won like 108 games. Okay. That team deserved to win the World Series. And then the right. 20 in the 2021 Red Sox, people had them finishing second to last in the division with like 80 wins and like missing the playoffs. Right. So we're farther than anybody expected um us to get. So like it's yeah, it just it happens over and over and over. As a Red Sox fan, I'm just I'm used to it. I'm used to being counted out. Even though we are the since 2004, we are the winningest. Like we've won the most World Series since 04. In almost the last decade, we've won the most. Four. Right. It's not a lot, but it's four. In the last decade, we won four. And the Yankees have won one, Blair. But wow. Um, I, I just like to piss Blair off. Jacob, so- I, J- Jacob, I love you, even though Nick's being a jerk. Um I still like Alex Rodriguez. Fuck a rod. So, I, I I support the Yankees. Now Zach has fighting words. It is it is fighting words. It is fighting words. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I I will always say fighting words to you. I know you love getting me riled up, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna go over these uh these these box scores real quick for the. Uh, for the uh, the Boston Red Sox and Tampa Bay Rays um, uh, series, and then we'll go over to uh, Houston and Chicago. But so game one, Boston got their shit pushed in five to nothing. Tampa Bay Rays. Um, 
in Tampa. We were, I think, three and seven in the trop that uh, this season just had not played well. Um, who pitched yep. in that game? Oh, yeah, Erod. Erod went like two innings, gave up like three runs. It just was a, a normal Erod performance. Um, and just offense, just we, we hit the ball hard, but it was just right at people. Then game two, Chris Sale comes out and puts up a Garrett Cole performance. He goes one inning, gets three outs in the day. Tanner Hout comes up, gives – he lays a goose egg and gets – I'm trying to think. He went like five. He went like five yeah. innings and put kept the Red Sox in the game. But it didn't matter because the offense was seeing beach balls. They won 14-6. to six. So we go back to Fenway tied, tied at one. This is the best of five, so you only got to win three games. So that's we needed to get we needed to split that series in the trop, and we did. We came back home. Nathan Evaldi starts, quality start. They go in, they hand it to the bullpen in the sixth. The wheels fall off as it does. Um, and they tie it, tie it at four. And late. So Nick Pavetta comes in. He throws like so they end up going to extras. Pavetta comes in and throws four. He throws the ninth, 10th, 11th, uh, or no, the 10th, 11th, 12th, and the 13th. No, it was. It was the ninth, the ninth, the 10th, the 11th, and the 12th because they didn't need the third or because the bottom of the 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's right. He threw the 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. My brain was just trying to figure it out. Yes, he threw the 10th. You know, calculus or counting innings? Both. Um, he comes in, throws four shutty. Um, in the 13th, because we're in extra innings, so it's pretty much first to score is going to win. Um, yeah. Kevin Kiermeyer hits a ball with a runner on first. So it's a hit and run. I mean, pieces it. It, hits, it. it hits the base of the wall, hits the uh-huh. ground, comes up, hits um, Hunter Renfro off like his hip, then bounces yeah. over the wall. And t- uh, he actually, like, Tries to reach over and get it, but it's just it bounces into the bullpen with a dead ball and it freezes. So as as it stands, the Rays think that they've just scored the go-ahead run, and that would put Kevin Kiermeyer at second base with a double with an RBI double with no outs. And the umpire's like, Whoa, well, let's you know, they so they get the headset on, I go to they go talk to New York, and New York comes come back and calls it a um an automatic double which then brings the runner from third or for that scored back to third base. So, he yeah. gets a fly. He gets, I think it's a ground ball and two fly balls and he gets out of the inning. No runs. So we go, we go tied to the bottom of the third. So, so okay. even though it went out of play, it's considered a ground ball double. It's a, yes, because it hit, Okay. It, it landed in play and then it'd be the, it'd be kind of the same concept as if it, it hit the ground and bounced out. That's a ground rule double, but right. because this is this is right, yeah, that's what this I was is, Yeah, this is called an automatic double because it didn't have okay. it didn't happen because of the way the grounds were were. So it's like it like in right field, there's a lot of ground rule doubles because it's such a low fence. So it's that's because of right. the way the field is built. This is an automatic because it hit the wall, the ground, Renfro, and then went out. So it's not because of the grounds. Okay, so it was considered an automatic you. double, and it's still it's the same as a ground rule double. It's just it hit off Renfro and then went out instead of just going straight or hitting ground and out. It's gotcha. just a different ruling. But so they, they go to the bottom of the 13th tied still. 
Um, I forgot who got on in front of Vasquez, but guy got on. Vasquez comes up, first pitch of the at bat, hits an absolute nuke over top of Fen, uh, out of Fenway. So they win the game yeah. six to four. So now they're up two to one. They got to win. They have to win. And I was scared shitless because who's on the mound? Because we use Nick Pavetta in four innings. Eduardo yeah. Rodriguez, the worst fucking pitcher in our starting rotation. And what does he do? He throws five of the best fucking innings he's thrown all season. He one hit the Tampa Bay Rays for five innings. We gave it to the bullpen. They shit the bed. We go into the ninth tied. Kike Hernandez hits a sack fly, gets the runner in for third. We advance to the American League Championship Series against the Houston Astros, which there's already controversy with them, and I love it. I'm here for it. They're already being accused of cheating, man. It's fantastic. Again? Again. What are, so, the, what are the accusations? So, I'll get to that, but we're going to go over the series real quick. So, it uh, they won 3-1 to one as well. They uh, they won 6-1 to one at home. Uh, game one, 9-4 to four at home. I, I'm like, this is the first time I've actually seen these scores. This is ridiculous. 9-4 to four, uh, in game two. They lost to the White Sox on the road at 12-6, to six, and then they whipped that ass in game four, 10-1. to one. So, the pitcher in game – I don't remember what game or what the guy's name was. I just remember reading kind of like a quick Twitter thing about it. Um, uh. He accused the of somehow that the, the Astros were stealing signs or cheating again because their swing and miss rates at, at in Houston compared to Chicago was substantially different. When they were in Chicago – um, I was listening yeah. to starting nine and Dallas Braden was, he actually had the, the stats on it. I meant to write them down while I was listening to it, but I was at work, but he was reading the, the pitches from that guy sw- uh, swing and miss um, when they were in Chicago. I think there was like nine swing and misses while he was in the game. When they were in Houston, zero, zero swing and misses on all of his pitches. Zero wow. in Houston. And Dusty Baker basically told him, like, I mean, kind of like, just like, what, why, why are you doing this? What do you, what do you gain from this kind of thing? Yeah. Because Dusty Baker is the old skipper for, for Houston now, which is still weird to say out loud. It, it I, I is. Still, I still think it's about like, him with Cincy. Yeah. That's where I know, that's where I know Dusty Baker from. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, he basically told him to, it's like you literally have nothing, kind of thing. So, yeah. but it's going to be Houston and Boston. Uh, game one Friday. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I'm. This is this is the team that scares me. That scared me the most in the entire <laughs> ma- in, entirety of Major League Baseball. Because it's not that the fact that their pitching is good, it's that their lineup is just solid top to bottom. Like you don't have like a lot of lineups you have kind of what – you almost have like a breathing room. So it's like – like with, with Tampa, you had a Rosarena and Wanda Franco who are just – I mean, beat the shit out of the Red Sox all series. Home run after home run after home run. Once you got past right. them, you could kind of be like, okay, we're good for like probably two innings, and then we're probably going to get shit on for like the, that next – or that third inning around. But like it yeah. was – but you had that breathing room like with – dude with Houston, man. Those guys can swing it. And they, I mean, they're just good. Like it's it's a good Houston team. 
And like the, I, I feel confident in our starting pitching to get the job done. It's, it's our bullpen that scares me against those guys because those guys are – Houston is a team that's – you make a mistake pitching, they're going to make you pay for it. And, the, I mean, they have. That's, I mean, that's yeah. what they did. I mean, they hung a combined – let's see, that's 15, 19, 29 runs in four games against Houston – or against uh, Chicago, sorry. Chicago. They hung 29 runs in four games. Wow, They're, I mean, even just, I know that's a lot. For for comparison, Boston hung twelve. Um, <clears throat> hang on. Oh, sorry, I got to tickle my throat. Twelve, fourteen, tickle. twenty. Boston hung twenty six against Tampa. Wow. I mean, they're there's not a lack of offense from either side. So it's going to be like first to 15 wins pretty much. Yeah, basically. But um, I haven't heard anything about starting pitchers from either side. I imagine you would, because it's been, we've going to have a couple days. Um, I would imagine you've seen Nathan Evaldi game one, Chris Sale game two, right, aces. Nick, Pava- Nick Pavetta game three, and then Eduardo Rodriguez game four. Um, right. And then you, I mean, obviously you reset and you go back to um, Nathan Evaldi in game five. I imagine the Sox would take this in six. That looked like it hurt. For people listening, Zach decided to get some ambiance and light a candle and about lit his finger on fire. I did. That was really hot. I didn't say anything. No. I was going to let it go. (laughs) I thought I burnt my hand off on that one. Christ. Um. Oh my god! But um, so moving over to the uh, National League, um, so we have one series that's concluded. One series still has one game left to play. Um, Atlanta and Milwaukee, um, good series. It was a great series. Atlanta ends up taking that series three to one. Um, Milwaukee won game one at home, uh, two to one. Low scoring, low scoring games. A lot of good pitching from the from the National League. Um, Atlanta took game two uh, in oh, on the road, uh, three to nothing. Uh, let's see. Charlie Morton took the loss in game one. Max Fried took the win in game two. Brandon Woodruff took the loss in game two. Game three, Atlanta wins three to nothing at home. Uh, Anderson took the win. Hauser took the loss. Uh, game four. Atlanta won five to four, I believe, on a walk off. Uh, Mastic took the win. Hader took the loss. Will Smith had like four saves. He had three. He had three saves. He had three saves in 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 four games because of those wow. games were all so close. And then the series, I was really really excited to see, and I cannot believe it was the divisional series that we saw, not the championship series, because of the way things laid out. The hundred and six win Dodgers. Versus the 107 win Giants, it did not disappoint. Man, we we went all the way to five. They game five tonight, I believe. I think it's gonna be by eight. Hello, you, you there? You good? Did we lose Zach? I think we lost Zach. 
Is he back? Oh, he's almost back. There he is. All right, he's back. I have no idea. Hang on. You're you're muted, by the way. I'm muted. There you go. What? Okay. What? I don't know. I, I guess they didn't like me talking about the, the game. But it game five is tomorrow night. Uh nine oh seven on TBS to decide the winner who goes on to the championship series against the Braves. Um let's see, San Francisco won. They split. I mean, they they split on I they took each guy, each team took one one at home, one on the road. So San Francisco ah. took game one four to nothing. The Dodgers took game two nine to two. Let's see, Webb. Well, Webb won was the winner of game one. Walker Bueller lost game one. That was it's weird. Uh, Urias took what was the winner of game two for the Dodgers. Uh, Gossman lost game two. Game three. It's weird to see Scherzer in the loss column, but he lost that game one to nothing. It's like I feel like that's like that just sucks. Then um, right. a name you recognize, Anthony Descalafani, took the loss in game four. X Red and uh, Joe Joe Kelly takes the win in game four. Game five, uh, looks like uh, Webb and Urias and Urias. I think that's how to say how you say it. But they're going to be your starters for game five. Man, it's looking like it's going to be a hell of a contest. Who are you taking? Man, honestly, I'm taking the Giants. I, I know my prediction was um, was Red Sox, Dodgers, Sox, and six. But uh, th- this is at home. This is winner go home for the Giants. Uh, that place is going to be rocking. I just, it's going to be a it hard is. place to play. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think, I think the Giants are taking it. And I think you get a very low scoring contest with the Braves going through to the championship series. I, but I, I do think it's going to be a great series of baseball on, on both sides. I mean, I could honestly see both sides going seven games. I think if, really? the, if the if the Red Sox pitching shows up the way that that I know that they can, and at least keep the team in keep the Sox in the game, they have a chance to take yeah. it in six. And then Dodge, Dodgers or Giants versus the Braves. I mean, it really could go either way. All three of those teams are. I mean, the Giants and Dodgers both won over 100 games. The the Braves, I forget how many they won because I can't find any stats on it anymore because it's impossible because we're in the playoffs. Like all records go out the window. They just like erase it. But the Braves were, I mean, they, you know, central, I think they won like 80 something games. So, I mean, they didn't win a ton of games, but they could, they could, they may have been a 90 game winner. I don't remember. I think they're like low eighties or no high eighties, low nineties. If they, if they won 90, but yeah, man, it's exciting. We are in playoff baseball and I swear Jacob Blair is going to help me do this. We are getting you down here to Lexington, and we're getting you to watch postseason baseball, whether it's World Series game one, it. whether whatever it is. We we're going to get you in it. We, we need to make it happen, Gavin. Oh, here, I'm, this is a, a little a little plug for you. So, during the American League Divisional Series, 
I got a Twitter DM from someone we both know, a name you've not heard in a while, but I know we've converted Elijah Lutz to a Red Sox fan for this postseason. At what? least this postseason. Yes. He texted me and he Let's said, go. Hang on, let me let me read the like we were ta- like Man. we were DMing like back and forth like the entire like game. Oh Lutzy. I haven't heard that name in a minute. He uh he said, these socks, man, they're making a fan out of me. And he said, I need an AL team anyways. He said, LMFAO, just call me Jared Carabas. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, what a God. guy. Yeah, so what he is. guy. Elijah Lutz is an honorary Red Sox fan. We will hopefully turn him into a full-time Red Sox fan. Sorry sack so. of shit joining the team. We're all, all of us Red Sox fans are sorry sacks of shit. It's fantastic. Absolutely love it. Yeah, man, I, I, you know, my schedule is absolutely bonkers, but mm. I need to. We need we need to make that happen and get down. Yeah, I like said even even if it's that. even if it's just one game, just get you down here to watch. One game, baby. I mean, that's that's all I've got on the MLB playoffs. The MLB playoffs, baby, and it, you know, and arguably as not just as a basketball fan. I'm going to say this as a sports fan because I think I am a sports fan. This is quite possibly the best time of the year. Oh, it's fantastic. If you are, if you are a professional sports fan because you got the NFL roly poly you mm-hmm. got you got the MLB playoffs, and now we got po- uh, preseason NBA basketball happening yeah. with the season starting on Tuesday. So, I right. mean, in the sense of like, Hey, I want to watch some sports, and, and you know, let's let's you know, we're gonna kind. Of, I'm gonna I'll plug this just because I'm a fan. I mean, you got wrestling damn near every night of the week now. Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, so, you got you so got Raw, the, you got Raw on Monday. Um, yeah. I, I don't I, either NWA or Impact on something Tuesdays? like that. I think Impact's on Wednesdays, or Impact maybe on Tuesdays. I know I'm probably wrong on that, but I know. But some there's something on Tuesdays. You got Dynamo, AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays. You also have NXT 2.0 on Wednesdays, which is awful. I hate what they did with the new rebrand. On Triple H had a heart attack and it went to crack. Yeah, well, and then Thursdays, I think, is where Impact lies. Uh, Fridays, uh, now you have SmackDown directly then, competing. The last hour of SmackDown competes, or the last half hour of SmackDown overlaps with, uh, with AEW Rampage. Yeah, and then on and like every other Sunday we have like a new pay per view. So yeah, I mean, like, and, and, like, yeah. like every day we've got something going. On. So so you got you talk about in the sense of being a sports fan, you got NFL, MLB, NBA, uh, college football. You mm-hmm. got uh, the WNBA is in the finals right now. You have professional wrestling. Like there's so much stuff happening that it's it's hard to. You know, it's hard to really sit and watch everything. So a a stat that I read that if – I think it's if the Red Sox make the World Series and they go to seven games, I think, or or I think it's if something – I think if they – at one point, if if they make it to the World Series, the Red Sox, the Celtics, the Bruins, and the Patriots could all four play on the same day. You would have all of the major Boston sports playing on the same day. Talk about a day. Speaking of Boston sports and the Boston Bruins, not related to the Bruins, but, sir, we have now officially started hockey season. It is hockey season, and I say this. 
and I say this proud, go Predators. We are not sexual predators. We are Nashville predators, by God. Oh my God. Hang on, let me find. You can suck it. That was an original quote. Put that on a T-shirt, Nashville. Hash, hash brown. Hash brown that stuff. Did you? you okay, feel? so we are in officially the inaugural season of my Western Conference team, the Seattle Kraken. Oh, my God. It's amazing because did you see what they did for uh oh boy bring it on your cracking plays my squad to, no, tomorrow i was gonna say let's, they play him tomorrow let's in, go dog on, i want to show it. you if i can we'll find take this my clip. skates off and whip your ass what's up i want to find this clip here we go I'm, <laughs> I'm sending you a clip for what the knights did for opening night oh i seen it i seen oh, it oh, that you, is you, cool the and did you see the kraken's jerseys the white unis yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sending it to you anyways, just because it's cool. So I'm going to need a white Kraken jersey like tomorrow. Those things are okay. some of the coldest jerseys I have Hold ever on. seen. Let me, let me let me call our agent real quick. Yeah, get him on the line. And then so opening night of NHL, we had the first season Seattle Kraken visiting the. Well, this it's funny because they're both expansion teams over the last like five years, I think. Uh-huh. So we had the Seattle Kraken going to Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and before that, we actually had the Pittsburgh Penguins going to the defending champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the Penguins gave it to the Lightning six to two. I know you really don't know a lot about hockey. Six goals is a shit. That's ton. a lot. Yeah, that is a, a shit ton. But that is a lot. And then we had we had a barn burner down in uh, over in Las Vegas. Um, Kraken only lost four to three to a very good Golden Knights team. Right. So like for for their opening night, dude, that's a impressive like game. It is. It is. But the you know the the cool thing about it is they they're about to go uh, about to get a second loss. Um, oh, we've still got some games that are going on right now. Uh, we've got the uh, Blackhawks and uh, visiting the Avalanche. Uh, Avalanche up three to one in the second period on TNT. The Canucks visiting the Oilers uh, down two nil uh, into the second period. Um, the Ducks trying to beat the Jets uh, currently two to one in the second period. Um, two games are final for the day. The Canadians lost to the Maple Leafs two to one, and the Capitals beat the dog piss out of the Rangers, who are dog shit, uh, five to one. Fuck New York sports teams. I love when they lose. It just makes me a happy camper. Except for the Mets. The, we like the Mets in this household. That's it. Every other New York sports team can rot. rot. The, does, does Kat think that way? Is she a Mets fan? Dude, she's she's a fan of whatever I'm a fan of. She doesn't care. She doesn't know. <laughs> oh, that's how Grace is. We were talking to... Yeah, go sports. Uh, we were talking, me and her were talking the other day, and uh, yeah, I love her to death. She she's really the best thing in the world. But <laughs> I said, um, I said, man, it's pretty cool tonight. Me and Nick are going to record episode ten, and she was like, oh man, that's great. And I, I I knew the answer, but I had to ask. I was like, what's your favorite episode so far? And she was like, I haven't listened to about ten seconds of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I figured so. She not even clicked on them. Nah. Hasn't even looked at them. Nah. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's perfectly fine. They, they listen to us talk enough anyway. Right? They listen to enough of us. Uh, and it's a lot. 
<laughs> I understand. I get it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I listen to myself talk and I'm like, what am yeah. I saying? Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can I, t- uh, let's, let's, can I go on a rant for a second? If that's appropriate, do you give me permission to rant? You're going to do it anyways. It's true. October 13th, 2021. Quite possibly the most disrespectful thing in basketball history happened. It was a preseason game in Charlotte. Dude, this is so bad. Preseason game. I get it. It's preseason. NBA preseason. They don't care. The NBA really doesn't care about basketball until June anyway, and I understand that. But, but, the Charlotte Hornets – Got beat by the Dallas Mavericks, 127 to 59. I want to say that again, 127 to 59. There was 12 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and the Charlotte Hornets scored 43 points. Do they realize their owner is Michael Jordan? Do they realize that they are considered professional athletes? I don't care if it's October, if it's December, if it's June. Why are you only scoring 59 points as a professional basketball organization? Bro, they got beat by 68 in the preseason. That's bad. That is bad. And And if we're talking about history and how normally the NBA – roles and 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 not just the nba really any uh preseason events the charlotte hornets should probably be the best team the nba has ever seen then yeah if, if we're following trends of, if we're of following NBA. trends I, if, this, if that's the case i'm expecting an 82-0 season i'm expecting uh i'm expecting ball i'm expecting him to break jordan every jordan record humanly possible like it, expecting it, him to sweep all the way to the finals and win it yeah, with no big deal. And there's all of a sudden, you know, LaMelo just becomes a left-handed player and he's just still doing put up the same numbers. Like, it's the, is that not the craziest thing? 127 to 59. And people were like, oh, it's preseason. It's no. It's still like you still have your starters out there. They're still playing basketball. There's no reason to get beat by 68 in the preseason. None. And, it, and this is the thing. And it – what is – I did see somebody today because uh, Jason Kidd. I don't know if you know this. Jason Kidd is the new head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. I did. I saw that goofy-ass picture with his, like, oversized, like, bowling uh, collar. Oversized collar thing. And somebody was like, man, Jason Kidd sure can coach. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's funny. But at, but at the end of the day, where's the pride at? I don't care if it's preseason. I don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're about to fight your best friend on a gym floor that's 50 years old. Like, where's the competitiveness, bro? Right. It's embarrassing. Was the, it was the, it was it in Charlotte or, or was Charlotte? It was in Road? Charlotte. Yeah, they should have gave everybody. They should have gave everybody, everybody that paid for a ticket. They should get season tickets for free. Yeah. You feel me? It's embarrassing. They, they have people spending their hard-earned money to drive to the arena, pay to park, buy food at the arena, and you score 59 points? You give up 127 points? Now, let's be honest. Out of everybody in that crowd, I'll say 75% of them came to see Luca and Chris Stop Porzingis anyway. I mean, yes, but. But still. 
you're going to put up that kind of effort. You imagine what Kobe Bryant would have done if he was on the Charlotte Hornets. You imagine what Jordan would have done if he was playing. He would have traded the whole team. Listen, listen, look, I know Jordan has a lot of power. Do not be surprised if we wake up in the morning and Biden's like, we have to have a purge in Charlotte because Jordan's going to kill everybody and we have to protect him from the law again like David Stern did in 95. (laughs) When he just said you go one podcast (laughs) without mentioning that, I think we've mentioned it ten times in a row. Probably, probably have. That's just the most the craziest thing I've ever seen. The and the what made me walk away from the TV was it was in the fourth quarter of this game. I don't know how I made it this far into the game, but I did. How'd you make it all the way to the fourth quarter? I can't believe you watched. You watched it all. I, I watched I'm the not even sorry for you. You you like you chose to watch it. Listen to this two-day-old stale horse shit. There was three minutes left in the game. Guess what happens? Charlotte's pushing the ball on a fast break. What do they do? Please don't tell they, me to pull up for a three. He no no even worse, honey. He threw it off the glass. Homeboy goes up to get it and misses the dunk. Oh Jesus! Do you understand how hard I would have thrown a chair at a grown man? <laughs> You, like you, would have, got, you would have tossed listen, humans. Listen, I coach basketball. I'm a 25. I turned 25 on Friday. Happy birthday to me, by the way. So, I, I have spent seven years coaching the game of basketball. I have won a national championship. I would have picked a grown man up and thrown him through a scores table. I would have Bobby <laughs> knighted a human head. There is no way in hell that I am allowing my team – down 76 points or whatever it was to throw an off-the-glass alley-oop in that situation. I don't care if it's preseason. I don't care if it's practice or if we're in the regular season. What in the – what in the – what's going on? Especially if you miss it. I'm firing that those two kids. I'm firing both of them on the spot. Off the rip. No questions asked. I just, I, I, I'm calling a timeout. I'm just sending them. I was like, just go to the locker room. You're timeout. Done. Take your take everything. Take the shorts off. Take the jersey off, and get the hell out of here. Because that's the stupidest stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. I've seen some stupid stuff. I've been involved in situations. At one point in my life, I was involved in a game where a blarge was called. Do you know what a blarge is? No, 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 no. I know exactly what game you're talking about. Right. I know exactly what I was there. The ref looked at me and never didn't laugh. Jacob Lerma remember this. Didn't laugh. Said serious face. Yes. We can't come to a decision. He put one hand on the back of his stupid little head and one hand on his hip, and he said, it's a blarge. No, no, no. It was it was the, the baseline ref called a block. The ref at the top of the key called a charge. Right. And, and they, and they come, came together, they and, and, they, and they couldn't be like, all right, cool. It's, a, it's, like, it's like offsetting penalties. It's the, just nothing happens. It's, it's just oh, a dead ball foul kind of thing. I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It until was I so, seen this game tonight. Oh, it was so I know I remember that specifically because that's when I was still like kind of part of the team and I was like, what is going on? No, I that remember was, that. I remember the boys. That was when you were bringing me a Jake water. I was bringing you both water. I was bringing <laughs> best you water, water and clean towels. That's the best water boy I ever had. Damn straight. Uh, dude, that water uh, was ice cold and those those towels were fucking spotless. Ice cold. And that thing when you would like rub my lower back. Oh my <laughs> god, I love it. <laughs> oh. Man, but you know, speaking about the NBA, I wanna I wanna ask you this because I'm curious to what how close we are. Okay. I want a predictor. 
I want you, I want you to give me, I want you to give me a predicting prediction for the NBA playoffs. What seed will the LA Lakers get in the NBA playoffs? I think that because you got to keep it. I'm, I'm saying it right now. I think they missed we, the playoffs. I think they so come got, in as the nine seed in the Western Conference. You got Anthony Davis. We got LeBron James. We got Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's too many egos, too many, too many pots that need stirred. I think that there's just it's going to take because I mean we saw what when the super team was created with Bosh, D Wade, and LeBron. It took them what three seasons to win the finals? Was it was it two seasons? Was it only they, one? They they got beat by San Antonio the first year, and then they beat that's, Oklahoma. That's right. That's right. Sorry, sorry. They, sorry. they beat Oklahoma. Right. City, sorry. I don't think they're going to be a championship. I don't. I do not. I I, I, I just big, but but you see what I'm saying though. It took three. It took it took a year for them to uh, yeah, kind of get year. it going. It's yeah, a, but that was year, only the, three, the heat, and that was the super. But the team. heat, the heat made it. Like the heat, but the thing is, Melo's not being Melo anymore. Melo's only going to score about twelve points a game. Yeah, but you still have all of those other guys that are going to want to score. You've got, I mean, all these guys still want to produce points to right. you know get that contract. There's not enough basketball to pass around. I'm going to say this: if, if pre- they don't, if they do make the playoffs, I think it's the eight seed. But I think they uh-huh. miss the playoffs by one game. I think they're one game shy of. I'm going to say, I'm going to say they get a three seed. They get a three seed, and we are going to see the Phoenix Suns take it this year. I, th- I you know what, I'm agreeing with. I think, I think the Suns will take it. I, I think, I think what they're doing is special. You know, Monty Williams is is an absolute great coach right now, and uh, I don't know. I just think, heck, Miami's going to be good too. Chicago's going to be good. I mean, it's Chicago, it's going to be good basketball we're gonna, this year. We're we're going to see something that's uh, that uh, that might might flip the basketball gods on its on its end. I think Alex Caruso wins MVP. Alex Caruso. That's funny you talk about that because I'm talking about the Chicago Bulls. Um, Chicago Bulls got a got a little bit of a revamp. They've got a team. They've got a. Squad. They've got a sneaky team, man. Yeah, like I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, "Uh huh." Like, what? What is really happening up there in, you know, in the motherland of basketball? Let's see if I can find. Yeah, here we go. Here's a roster right here. So, uh, coached by, uh, I'll say, coached by arguably my favorite. Um, and most unappreciated basketball coach of all time in Billy Donovan. Uh, he what he did at Florida was absolutely fantastic, and his relevance in the NBA is just bar none. Yeah, he hasn't won a championship, but like he's been very relevant. Right. Um, they got they got Lonzo, which is crazy, and Terry Brown Jr. He's an absolute stud. They got the White Mamba and Alex Caruso. Damn right. But, but they pulled in that one boy from San Antonio. They got Demar Derozan. How'd they get that guy? Is what I want to know. But I don't know. Chicago might be something. They got Zach Levine too, which I think he's overrated as all get out. But whatever. Chicago might pull a five seed. I, can I don't see know that. I don't know what's going to happen. At the end of the day, I think Giannis's dumb, goofy self is going to go crazy again. I hate to say it, but to say I was like, it's like Zach. We've had too many anti-Giannis. I know. Like, and then he went off, and then he won. Who, and we had uh, let's just apology. think about this. Let's just think about this. Who who do we want to have a good year in the NBA? 
want Jason Tatum. He deserves something good. Jason Tatum is the worst basketball player I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he can't shoot. He can't walk and chew ground with the same. He is ridiculous. Well, well welcome, my, my, listen, my coach of the media podcast standards, he's going to win the MVP. The Celtics yeah. are going to win the finals, and he'll be the uh, finals yeah. MVP. He's going to go. He's going to be the first player in NBA history to not miss a shot all season. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a great time of year, though. I think. Uh, yeah, and, no, it's great. Um, yeah, from everything that's happening right now, and speaking of great times of year, man, something happened this this past weekend that. That doesn't happen a lot. God damn it. It's the best fucking time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say something? Go ahead. It's the best fucking time of the year. It's the time of the year that happens like maybe once or twice and like like once every other year. The time of year where Alabama fucking loses. It's the best time of the year. I fucking love it. Hey, at the end of the day, though, Nick Saban finally got beat by an assistant. A former assistant. Oh shit! That I didn't is, realize that was a former assistant. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Jimbo, Jimbo coached under Saban. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. Right. But going going into Saturday's game, Jimbo was zero and four against uh, Nick Saban. Damn. And I think this. I think the stat before that game was like against former assistants. Saban was twenty four and zero. Never lost a game to an assistant. <laughs> but you know what? The worst part about this is. You know what happened the last time Bama lost the regular God season? Damn game? it, they won the Natty, didn't they? They won the Natty. Has the has the the polls come out or the uh, the, the rankings come out for the for this week? The, they have, man, and it's absolute two day old stale horseshit. That's the saying of the day. Did it's they even old. lose a spot? Yeah, they did. They did. Georgia's number one in the country, which I think is the most disrespectful thing to college football. That team sucks. Uh, Georgia's number one. We got the good old Iowa Hawkeyes rolling in at number two. Where the fuck did uh, Iowa that come team from? from that is... Oh, have you not watched Iowa play football this year? I watched oh, a little Atlanta. bit of it. They are juicing up from that cancer hospital to the side of the stadium, and they are playing football, son. They are absolutely – that's a great football team. Uh, Cincinnati sitting at the three spot, which is I think is crazy. They've got the uh, easiest rest of the season. The, They've got they've got three and two UCF at Cincinnati this week. They're twenty one point favorite. Yeah, they got, but and that's what that you know we mentioned that I don't know if it was last episode or the other uh, two or three ago. I don't remember. Well, whenever her name got beat by when I went on my rant, Um, which is every other week. Yeah, Uh, until they start next season when they get into the Big Twelve, I don't think we'll see them in the Final Four conversation. Um, just because of their strength of schedule and how impactful that is on here. Okay, here here's my thing. I think if Cincinnati goes undefeated, uh-huh. I think they sneak in at the four. <sighs> it, it is a long shot. But uh, that's think, the thing. This ain't this, it ain't college basketball where we got 64 teams getting in. I, I know, I know, but they've already got them with the three. They're not going to drop them two spots if they keep winning. They're going to keep them. They're going to keep them either with the three or the four. They're not going to drop them out of the top four if now, they keep. But they've got they've got to win and they have to win convincingly. They've got to beat people by twenty. They've got to close these games out early. Right. They've got to go into halftime with a thirty point lead. Like they've if they do that, which they've been doing, I think they uh, sneak in at a four, and we see Cincinnati. 
our first non-Power 5 conference team so, okay. in the college football playoffs. Okay, That's not Riddle, Notre Dame. Riddle, they're a Power 5 school, you pompous asshole. They don't have a uh, conference. We are the conference. Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We're in the conference of Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I see what you're saying. I do. I, yeah. I, I see it. I hear you, and I'm accepting you, right? Yes. But. I hate when you say but. It means you always have a point to, to bring, and it's normally a good point. But. So, we got Georgia sitting at the number one, right? Yes. Okay. So, Georgia's at one. We got Iowa at two. I don't. I don't. I don't see the Buckeyes on here. They're somewhere. I don't know what they are. You know Ohio State's ranked in the top ten. So, okay. So uh, so if this happens, that means Georgia and Alabama are more than likely going to compete in the SEC championship game. Correct. Right? So say Georgia wins out. Or No, 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 no. I don't think that they will because they're because Georgia and Alabama I, I, are on SEC East. I just looked. Just oh, okay. They, they are? Yeah, that's why I said that. That's okay. why. That's why I had this crazy point. So, like, you got Georgia sitting at the one, right, and you got Alabama at the five. So, if Georgia completely wins out, Alabama completely wins out. They're in the SEC championship game, right? By the way, Ohio so, State's at the six. Ohio, okay, so you got Ohio State at the six. So that brings in another factor in the sense of, and now in the big, now in the Big Ten, we have Michigan State, you have Iowa, Penn State, and Ohio State who are all four highly ranked teams in the college football right now, right? Who they're all four going to get a piece of one another. Correct. So if you're telling me your top four, you're going to throw Cincinnati in. If Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game and say Georgia stays at one, does an, does a one loss kick Georgia completely out? It, but, or, well, here, here's the thing, because you got you got to factor in Oklahoma right now, who, right, could get, who could get beat by Texas later on again. And if Texas they go – they ran the table with Texas, man. Or Texas ran the table with Oklahoma, man. It was a close game. Uh, it was like – what's that saying? A blind squirrel finds a nut. Like, I don't know. I mean, Texas is at the number 25. They are. They Jesus, are. They put Texas A&M in at 21 after beating Alabama. And Oklahoma is playing only one more ranked team in Oklahoma State at the end of the year. I also did not realize that UK was ranked number 11 in the country. Hey, them boys from Lexington might go they down. They can fucking play. They might go down to Rome, Georgia and get a dub, son. So, a little little thing about UK. Apparently, they could, uh, from a two-mile radius from from Kroger or whatever the, whatever it's called now. I think it's still Kroger. Yeah. Um, Apparently, people could hear them screaming blue and white in a two-mile radius from Kroger Field. Wow. You could hear them. They was rocking. That's nuts. So, but yeah, there's there's a chance that Cincinnati gets in this year. But I don't think it's realistic because of strength of schedule. Because eventually, it, it, if Iowa went, would win out, if – Georgia would win out if Ohio State keeps going up. If Bama stays solid, which you know they're going to, like I don't know, Bama plays uh, Mississippi State. God rest their soul. They play um, Mississippi State. That's gonna be Tennessee, LSU, New Mexico State, Arkansas, and the Iron Bowl at the end of the year. 
So the Iron Bowl, the Iron Bowl is the next game Alabama's looking forward to. So I mean, yeah, that's their. I mean, Arkansas is the number seventeen, but they should they should roll through Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a little overrated, but most SEC teams are. Uh, so, but but what I'm meaning is we're having there's a there's a high possibility that we're going to have high power fives with hard strength of schedules competing at the end of the year. That's that's up within the top eight. So. In the, in, in, the, in the way that the committee has went over the years, does a Cincinnati team who hasn't played anybody but Notre Dame, and they did get the win against Notre Dame, they did, do they get the nod over a team who lost a conference championship against another power who has just a good a record? See, that is – if we're going by years past, Cincinnati will end up the five seed. Right. If we're going by the AP top 25, how it always fucking happens, we get we get like an, an ACC and a, a Big Ten or Big 12, and then the other two are SEC teams. Yeah. Like, that's how it always works. But I think if you're trying to sell tickets, if you're trying to make great television, I think you give Cincinnati a spot. Because it's different. It's that something fan. different. If you want to talk about selling tickets, though, that fan base ain't the same as Oklahoma. That fan base ain't the same as Bam. But people are going to watch the first time a non-Power 5 conference team gets into the college football playoffs. It is something different. <laughs> it's not Alabama. It's not Clemson. It's not Ohio State. It's not Notre Dame. It's something hey, I, different. I'm glad you say Clemson. Ain't there a part of your soul that's just kind of happy that Debo sucks? Man, it's it's kind of nice. You kind of forget Clemson exists now. It's it's, yeah, it's kind of like a refreshing. <laughs> like I woke up in the morning and had a, I crushed a cold Kool Aid jammer like type of feeling. Like like you got Kool Aid jammer in one hand, you got a lunch on the other. It's just a great right, Saturday. I, I, you're not expecting it to be <laughs> enjoyable, but at the end of the day, you're like, well, this is pretty freaking nice. Like, like, this, like, is, this is a great day. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just you just wake up smiling. You're like, Davo sucks. This is pretty good. Like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, you know, in, in in the way that that I hope things happen, I do hope Cincinnati gets in. I really hope it turns out that it's Alabama, not in any specific order, but I would like to see Alabama, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Cincinnati in the top four. I think that's a really I, good I, top honest, four. I think that's a fun top four because it's a it little is. different. Like, yes, you're still it getting is. you're still getting Georgia, who's been there, I think, two times, um, but. I you was know, not then. Cincinnati I, has never sniffed the playoffs. Yeah, and then you got Oklahoma and, and Bama. Oklahoma, yeah. So I, like, I, very would love, so. I would love to kind of see it play out where Bama's at the one or, or Bama's like at the four or something. I, it wouldn't something be realistic weird. to happen so to, you where, have, to where you get Bama and Oklahoma kind of duking it out and then Iowa and Cincinnati. So you where, would have to have Iowa at one. Bama at two. B- Bama at two. Or Oklahoma, Oklahoma at three, three since he at four, which which is possible that since he would drop one in that poll because of their yes. strength of schedule. It would, I think, I think the situation all comes down to the conference championships. That is when you'll set. Obviously, that's obviously when it'll it'll set yeah. for for sure. At um, the end of the day, that, all I hope right. all I hope is Georgia's dog takes a walk and everybody freaks out and tries. They just they lose. could very I... much so. Get beat they by the old boys weekend. in blue because they could. Lose I, this I, I know I live in Lexington. I've always hated UK. I, I'm not a Wildcats fan. That's well known knowledge by now. But those boys are. There's something going on down here in Lex. We don't know what it there's is. There's something man. in the water, man. 
because it's the first time they've started six and zero in. How do you how do you like, think that makes John so Calipari feel? What he's he's I'm, now he ain't the he ain't the big swinging dick in Lexington anymore. Right, like Mark Stoops is like, hey, look at mine, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's average, but it gets the job done, you know. Yeah, you know, it's not the size of the boat in this situation. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it, it's the same thing as as like Duke or Kansas, and I'm just talking about basketball, right? Schools, right. right. Like tra- traditionally, their football teams kind of suck. Right. And traditionally, so how, UK goes out and shits the bed, gets four, oh, maybe five yeah, wins get, a season. Right. And They've got everybody's six. happy. And we have an entire season to play. Like, they're undefeated. Undefeated Kentucky football. That doesn't get said ever. Ever. So, do you think somewhere like Calipari is like, what's happening? Like, talk about some pressure being put on him. See, I think think Calipari likes it. Because I think it brings a light to UK athletics. And it's something he can use when he's coaching. Like, all right, you know, the football guys, they did their job. Yeah, they they got hot. They brought you know they brought the fans in. They got this town popping again. Let's go keep this ball rolling. Let's go do something special too. Or it's Stoops raised it to level ten where Calipari's been comfortable with sitting at. Right and now, now Cal's got to push it to twelve and be like, ooh, right, right. So, so if Kentucky loses five games this season, it's like <laughs> it, it could very well happen. Kentucky you could finish I mean? at six and five. And hey, it wouldn't shock me one bit. This is this is something for my dad. You remember when Kentucky got beat by Robert Morris? <laughs> oh my uh, god! Sometimes when I'm depressed, I just think about that giggle. Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like oh, we're going to win a national championship. No, we're going to go to the NIT. And we're going to get beat by Robert Morris at Robert Morris. Right. Pathetic. Zach, John, you, whenever, whenever we're watching the tournaments, mm-hmm. I, I know we like to have snacks. We like, we like to grill out a little bit. Yeah. Some hot dogs, some hamburgers. What? What? You know, we got, we have some drinks around. What? You know, we got, we have some water. What? We got some, some fizzy, uh, some fizzy beverages. What? Some, uh, some energy drinks. What? Maybe, maybe a little bit of raise energy. What? All right. Raise Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high quality formula to bring the consumer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to push their level workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Now, perfect for anyone at any time, Raise Energy has become the most popular and best rated energy drink on the market to date with a phenomenal flavor uh, profile that puts most competitors to shame. Powered by the enhanced refresh technology, Raise Energy delivers a performance-enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories. They wanted to develop an energy drink that aids in multiple different categories, which includes targeted focused, enhanced recovery time as glycogen becomes depleted, improved clean energy levels, boost in stamina and hydration. Most importantly, each can of Raise Energy has absolutely zero calories, 
zero sugar, and zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. You shouldn't have to settle for an energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, opt for the smart choice with number one fan-voted energy drink on the market to date with Raise Energy. Not only is the refresh technology a complete game changer, but the wide variety of flavor options and crowdsourced additions to the Raise family make up the highest quality energy drink choices you could ever choose from with certain flavors being more simplistic all the way to the industries first there's never a bad energy or bad option when looking for the perfect flavor and then the uh so limited time offer here from uh from rays the franken sour limited edition rays energy and pre-workout launching tomorrow at well technically today now that we're recording it launches October 14th. Uh, it is a very limited edition. It's going to be launching at 10.30 a.m. Um, they've got shirts, uh, long sleeve crop tops, shorts, and decals. Um, these are limited edition flavors. Um, they're going to be truly limited. They will sell out most likely in a couple weeks, maybe sooner. Um, and when they do, they won't be available ever again. Um, they'll always have a great launch sale to go along with it, which is the best time to get some great commissions. Um, the uh, Franken, they've got some shirts, decals, energy drinks, man. It, there's a lot of really cool stuff. The shirts are pretty dope. It's like a little, uh, like like um, Frankenstein hand holding the can in green. It, yeah. It's really cool. Um, if you guys want to get any of that, um, just go to the website. Use code CMPOD. Uh, you'll get 15% off your purchase, and you'll help out the show. Use code SOMPOD. SOMPOD. I got a little, just like that little random stone cold that we had to do right there. I, I, I was honestly, I've been waiting for 10 episodes for you to hit me with it. What? 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 Oh, man. You want to get controversial? Let, let me, I, I know where you're going. Let me get my good news out first right. and then we'll get controversial. But right. so moving from college football over to the NFL, Zach, I had a huge prediction. As far as the AFC Rookie of the Year, do you remember who I said? Who said Mr. Mac Jones? Mr. Mac Jones will be your AFC Rookie of the Year. And so far, man, he's looking like it could happen. Like He could he fuck is. around and win the AFC Rookie of the Year. And in my defense, in my notes, I got the same thing. You just did. You do. We do have. We, one, that was one of the few things we actually agreed know. on. But, so right day. now, Mac Jones is the uh, at a seventy at an average of seventy five point five QBR is the highest rated rookie quarterback through the first five weeks per the um, the uh, PFF, which is premium data and analytics for NFL and college football. So um, he's got uh, one thousand two hundred forty three yards, one hundred thirty five completions. He's seventy one point one percent on completion rate. Um, his adjusted completion is 78.3. He's got seven big time throws. He's got an, uh, an average passer rating of 86.4. He got 62 first downs. Um, I don't know how that compares to the rest of the guys. Cause I only have this one tweet. Um, they are him and Lawrence are tied with touchdowns at five. I just saw that in the, uh, comments. Thank you. Comments. Um, Yeah, just, but I mean, you just think the comments, like, yeah, but uh, dude, he looks thank you, comment section. <laughs> he is, he looks good, man. Like, he does, he's, 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 you can still tell he's young. The speed of the game is kind of catching him a little bit. In the um, I think it was the Bucks game, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. 
Um, he's he's kind of learning how the pocket collapses compared, you know, from college to NFL. You know, in NFL, you know, he's going to have to start moving his legs when the pocket collapses instead of sitting there and taking these hits. So he's taking some licks this year, man. Yes. You know who's taking some hits too? Right into Joey, it. Let's go. Joey Burrow. Okay, now where I thought we were going. Dude, he's taking some hard he's hits. He's taking some shots. Especially what happened last year. I thought he would, like, be so scared of getting rid of the he's ball. He's taking He stands shots. in there and takes him. Do you see what Aaron Rodgers told him? Slide, brother. Slide. He, he said, please, like, you've got such a good, like, such a long and cool, a good career ahead of you. Please, please. start sliding. Also, and I agree. Did, you, did you see the end of that game? Yes. Horrible. Horrible football. Horrible football. They missed yeah, right. five field goals. Did you watch Monday Night Football? I did not. Lamar Jackson? If oh, I would, if... It was – so in, the Ravens were on an NFL record. Uh, like, they, they were on, like, a, a strand of, like, 100 rushing yards per game or something like that. It was like – Right. And, um, well, they didn't get it. Uh, they Lamar, tied it. They, 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 they tied the record because yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson had 435 yards through the air or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. I was like – Because Indianapolis – I watched the entire game. Indianapolis mm-hmm. loaded the front. But, but Lamar Jackson still rushed for 64 yards. Yeah, it's stupid. Lamar, I think so, Lamar has with himself, by himself, with his legs and his arm, he has more yards than I think like it's like ten or like ten or eleven teams. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. But the, this weekend was the weekend the NFL kickers decided to just, nah, we're gonna take a day off. Like it was. I atrocious. mean, Trey's getting his leg loose. We can get him in New England tomorrow for sure, and especially we, I mean, in Indianapolis. Dude, it was awful. Pat McAfee may come out of retirement. Oh, bring him out. I'd support it. So, um, uh, Lamar drives the length of the field. They get a touchdown, two-point conversion. Boom, they tie the game at 25. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Redhead for the Colts. Quarterback, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Uh, I had to think. They've had so many fucking quarterbacks over the last, like, five years. Carson Wentz gets the ball. That's like a minute 13, and he shreds City out there. Just boom, 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 moving the he, ball he down looks, the field. He looks like the, the, looks the, great. the best version of Carson Wentz. It looks great. And then they bring this guy, they bring their kicker out with like a 30, I think it was 37-yard field goal. Yeah, and it's like a PAT more or less. Yeah, basically, just a chipper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're expecting a timeout, no timeout happens to kind of ice the kicker situation. Right, right. And homeboy, but it looks like he plays the flute kicked it and it went so far left that it wasn't fun like it was the worst kick i've ever seen in my entire life what's well, like in the cincinnati green bay game there was i think four missed or no i think it was four missed field goals uh in the last five minutes of the game yeah so they went to overtime the overtime sequence Bengals get the kickoff they take it to the 25 the first play from scrimmage, Joe Burrow throws it directly to linebacker. So now the Packers have a chance. All they can do is kick one through the uprights and they win a ball game. They go down, three and out. Or it's a two and out because they kicked it on third down just to see if they can get any closer. This is a PAT. It's from the 25. It's like a 36-yard field goal. It's not that hard. This is a normal kick. Goes up, goes to the left, and he misses it. So now Cincinnati gets the ball back on the 25, like the 25, 26 yard line or whatever it was. They drive the length of the field. They get McPherson up to kick. He kicks it. It goes up, goes to the left at the last second. It smacks 
the the flag on the on the edge on the outside edge. Homeboy thinks he's won the game. They're celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Refs are waving. No good. Hit the flag, not over top. So now Green Bay gets the ball back. Dude, they took this fucking game to the two-minute warning of overtime mm-hmm. before they could score. Crazy. And, and then they finally, not, he homeboy hits one from like 48 or something like that. It was something I'm crazy. Not, I'm not saying I could go out there and kick a field goal. That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. But, like, you kind of hold these guys to an expectation of, like, if it's right, a chip right. shot, it should be automatic, right? Right. It, it's – I mean, I, I know I know there's I a lot know. of external factors and stuff like that. There that it goes is. There's a lot that goes into I think I think but, what it is is the, the football gods took a day off on the, on the NFL because they put all their power into homeboy making that kick from Texas A&M. Dude, Gosh. have you seen the video of, of, of his family? Did you yeah, the family was amazing. That you know that oh the, the trail the kick looked like this. It swibbled and squabbled all over the air. I've never seen a man kick a curveball, but that he kicked did. a knuckleball is what he did. I don't think there was a, a bit of rotation on that ball. That was nuts. If you have if people, whoever's listening to this, if you haven't watched the video of Texas AM's kickers family going through the biggest emotion I think I've ever oh, seen. Oh, the biggest goes. emotional roller coaster I've ever seen. Oh my land. His mom mama was praying and wifey was crying. I think dad had three beers in the two second video. It was nuts. They <laughs> that reminded me so that game, did you see one of the I think it was the quarterback swapped his helmet for one of the military guys' hat? Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, I was like, what? You, and then uh, the uh, the Texas A and M hit the the equipment manager was like, yeah, he's like, we're, we're gonna, gonna need, need that, that back. back. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a crazy weekend in football. Absolutely crazy weekend because John Gruden said, "Urban, John. hold my beer, hold my beer, Urban, watch this shit. We're gonna take take you." Touching a lady's butthole to another level. He went nuts to another level, and and just a little throwback to HBO's Hard Knock. Give me two claps if you win me right here, little stupid John Gruden. I've never liked him. He always felt fake to me. Like that, yeah, that there was more. Man. There was no. There was more hype than there was results from Gruden. It was. It's always I, been like that in my mind. He and dad was like, well, dad told me this. He's like, man, he, he got he got the contract for a reason. Yeah, he got the contract. But what what has he done to he, deserve? He, he the got the contract based on name to bring in, right. to put asses in seats, yeah. to bring guys in. And now that they've got all that, they don't need him. And There's also I, some other things that are going on that helps that decision. Uh, but helps, like, yeah, uh, and if you yeah. – he put, he put asses in seats. He's a draw. He's a he's a money draw. That's all. Super entertaining. Oh, entertaining is all get out to watch. Super entertaining coach. But you know, he won the he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay in what, 2001? Two. Two, something like that. Two. Uh Tom's that, Tom's first one was 01. The Bucks yeah, won it in 02. So it's 2002. Other than that, and other than producing Sean McVay, what has he done? Nothing. Like, let's be honest. Sean McVay may be his best project because Sean McVay coached was his special assistant to the head coach in Tampa Bay and then took off to become this guru that he is now. Right. What has what has Gruden done other than have a, a 
piss poor TV show and make an ass of himself. So like all these emails and stuff that were released, like it's weird. It's a it, it, first things first. You have to say this. If I'm going to go out on a limb and say a hundred percent of us in America, if half of our personal stuff got released, we're probably not in the, uh, the most good graces with the community. Right. You know what I mean? So whoever did this, you're kind of a dick anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's insane. Derek Carr said it best, you know, don't hate the man, hate the sin. Like, Hey, what he's done. He's probably a great guy off the field. I think he's an absolute psychopath, but I don't know him. I just know him from TV. So but, real, real quick. He is career one seventeen and one twelve. He is uh, over his eight years with Oakland slash now the Vegas Raiders. He's right. uh, sixty and fifty seven, and with Tampa Bay, he was fifty seven and fifty five. So he is. Just over 500 his entire well, career. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's what he is. To me, he's a he's a great talker. He is a great motivator. And he's an average coach. Because that's all that is. 117 of uh, – 117 to 112, I think that's what you said. Yeah. That's that's average. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's like 513 winning percentage or, or like his, his career. Right. Like that – that's not worth ten mils, a hundred million dollars. No, not at all. When, when you like, look, you, at- you really because the thing is, you bring him in, you're, you're gambling because it's not like he would go on these streaks of years where he was like, you know, he'd win ten games or he'd win ten games like four years in a row. It was like he either won like ten to fifteen games or ten to, right. to four, thirteen games, or he won like four. There was like no middle ground. Right. You guys were and, either going to be a great team or a god awful team, and it's not like he's got a reputation like Belichick or right, right. Or, or, you, or you have or, that that winning culture that you come into, or like a Tony Dungy or something like that, to where right. these guys have like established stuff, and and it's it's weird. All this is the very, and, and I don't think it's over. I think it's just getting started. You know. And, and I don't know what that means either. And I, I make the statement. I don't even know what I mean by it. I think that there's more to come that's going to hurt. You think other other coaches or? It might be or, other coaches. Or, or, or just Gruden. You know, and there's a part of me, and I'm going to say this, and it might piss you off. There's a part of me that hopes it's other coaches. I mean, it because, wouldn't shock me. Because, and I say this. And I, I, I 100% mean this. As a person who fully expects myself to be a head coach one day. Right, right. I want to be a leader with integrity and leadership, like like somebody who people can legitimately look at and go, like, that's a freaking leader. And not have, not have these skeletons in the closet of, like, man, I hope they don't look at my Gmail account from four years ago when I was saying that women – shouldn't be allowed out of the kitchen like you know what i mean like right. so we, we we hold these men a cat to to a standard of like they can get away with some things and can get away with some other things right right so it's like in a way i understand it's personal life do this do that this do that but you know looking at urban meyer that my dad like not my dad somebody told me like well, why is this a big deal 
because he's somebody that we're all supposed to look up to. Right. Somebody who's supposed to hold himself to a higher standard of life and not some bullshit way of living it. Like I'm going to go get drunk at a bar on a Friday night and touch some girls, but it's all it's yeah. And I get it. The, the Gruden thing and the urban thing are two separate situations. You know, Gruden had the it's, racist, the misogynistic it's, it's stuff. It's kind of funny though, that they not really funny. Funny's not the right word. It's kind of, I guess, crazy that it came up back to back weeks. It's ironic. Is what it is. Ironic's the word I was looking for. It is. It is because, like, you look. I, I use Tony Dungy just to use him for example, but you look at him. I think Tony Dungy's one of the best leaders in all of sports. History. Oh, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Because what you've seen, I have a feeling, is what you what you got from Tony Dungy. Right. He's the same guy on and off the field. Right. So, but you got stuff like this coming out about Gruden and you got stuff like that coming about, about urban and, and, it, but it, my question is how many more people that are, we hold, we're holding to this standard of I'm a leader or mm-hmm. I, I am this person of, you know, high quality of life and sports. And, and that's why sports has a bad name is because we have absolute dipshits like that leading these programs and organizations. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I get it. It's your personal life. and You're doing this and you're doing that. Yeah. And don't put yourself in that situation. Like, don't don't have some hidden work email, hotmail, like Gruden hates blacks at 16 at gmail.com. Like, don't be doing that stuff. Right. Like, if you want to have if you want to be that guy, live that life. Don't don't be one way or the other. Like, mm-hmm. so it just makes me think like. If everything would come out for all of these people we consider leaders, whether it's in football, basketball, the president of the United States, whatever, anything in far and in between that, like, oh, do we have the right people? You know what I mean? Right. It's super. It makes you think, like, especially with this Gruden crap. I don't know. I think it's about to get worse. I really do. I mean, it, in these situations, it always gets worse before it gets better. Like, it, it, it does. It never just like, oh, a couple of years, uh, next week, all right, let's go. Like, it always yeah. is like, it's, it's like, it's like a snowball effect. It like, it's, you know, it's, you know, first it was urban. Now it's, yes. now it's Gruden. Right. It's like, it's starting to pick up steam. It's like, oh shit, what is going on? Yeah. Like, what's really happening? And Derek Carr made a good point too. It was like, man, maybe we need to start looking at the owners and the coaches. Right. Start, eva- start evaluating these guys before before they just get these jobs. But because there's not really – there's not an interview process. They like go, hey, that's a guy with a big name. Here's when $10 million. You, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this because I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. When it comes to coaching, I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, or tiddlywinks. Mm-hmm. It is a fraternity. Yes. It, everybody takes care of everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in that little frat – then you're out to get that frat. Right. You know what I mean? And I've seen it firsthand. I have seen this happen. You know what I mean? So maybe that little fraternity needs to have a little reality check. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this is the, uh, maybe this is what sparks it. I, I mean, coming from somebody who's in coaching. I mean, yeah, same. Like I like yeah, I mean, we're, take, we're we're now both coaches. Right. Take my so, phone. Read my shit. I don't care. Yeah. I got nothing to hide. Like, 
I mean, I got Christmas presents to hide, but that's about it. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. It, it's, it, I, I just, I really think it's time that as a society, we start holding coaches and leaders to a higher standard yes. other than, oh, he's a good, he's a good coach and he's fun to watch. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a standard anymore. It, like I said, it's just, it's all name value. Like I said, there's, there's no, there's not like a, oh, so-and-so, you know, we have these five coaches lined up to, you know, interview for the job. It's these owners have these guys kind of in their back pocket yeah. and being like, Hey, we know what you're like, what's happened in your past. We don't care. We just need to put asses in seats. Your right. draw. What will bring you in? Sign you to X amount. Like, there's not an interview. It's like, oh, where do you see yourself in five years, sir? Like, it's, it doesn't happen. It's like, what are your goals yeah, for the it's, team? It's, like, it's just it's like weird. It's, and you don't – I know in football it's a little different, especially from the professional level. You don't see, like, these just, like – just kind of, like, middle-of-the-way guys who are getting these, like, sh- opportunities of a lifetime to go out there and coach. But, I mean, at some point, like, something's got to change because if you're just hiring the same caliber of guys – it's kind of like you've got to break that cycle at some point. Uh, the guy from the Jets might be the exception. I don't remember his name off the top of my dome. Is that the guy who just always looks surprised every time the camera's on him? Bald dude. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then McVeigh. I think McVeigh is. McVeigh wasn't. McVeigh was kind of like, the, oh, who's this guy? Right. It was like, oh, he's done a few good things and he can remember plays. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But like, but, for the, I mean, for the most part, it's like, I mean, hell, you can go back to Belichick. He was an assistant under uh, – oh, my God. Why did I just Cle- – In Cleveland? In Cleveland, yes. Who – and even before Cleveland, he was with the, the New York Giants Super Bowl team. Yeah. So, he, he was uh, – Bill, Bill Parcells? Yes, Parcells. Good Parcells, Parcells. I, way, I to you, way to use your noggin. Right. So, I mean, he was under Bill Parcells, who's a Hall of Fame coach. So, it's like – then he goes to Cleveland. Then he goes to the Jets for a day. But then he goes to New England. Now he's under New England. Well, now Matt Patricia, he went. He was he's a Belichick guy. He went to Detroit. So I mean, he was there. You know, under. So, I mean, it's that same mentality. Oh, uh, um, uh, Josh McDaniels. Yep. And he now went I'm thinking. to. Uh, he went to. Um, fuck. He was with Indianapolis. He like he had gotten the indie job, and then it was like, yeah, actually, I'm gonna go back to New England. So like, he wasn't there very long. He was there for maybe like 12 hours. But I mean, then you got Mike Vrabel. Vrabel, that's who, yeah, in Tennessee. Yeah. Which he, he wasn't a coach, he was a player. He was right, yeah, yeah. But he was I mean, but know, he was, he was, a, kinda, he was a, he's still a Belichick guy. Right. He was kind of in that little yeah. And then you've got clip. um trying to think the Ryan brothers. You had Rex and Rob, both yeah. of them. Uh, um, um, I mean, you've had Tomlin who's been around forever. The freaking Harbaugh's. Harbaugh's, yeah, both of them, college and pro. Well, well, Jim was with, correct me if I'm wrong, San Francisco before Michigan. I think he was. I think I think they he was might the, as well, they might as well be twins to me. He, I can't tell was, them apart. He was because he was on the he was the head coach of the of the it was, it was Caps uh, nine when they went to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. Because we when, had, when the we lights had, went out when the lights went out in the Superdome. Yeah, it was the Harbaugh Bowl. Bowl. Because we yeah. had we had brother versus brother 
Yeah, it was it was Baltimore versus uh, San Francisco, and the lights went out in the Superdome. Yeah. God, why can't why can I remember that? But I can't remember algebra. No, that's a real thing. It's sports brain, dude. I don't know what it is, but like I'm the same way. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, like, but I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I was like, there's a, there's like that inner circle of like, yeah. like, what, but like once you get your foot in the door, then like you're in and you're in for life kind of thing. Like you're always going to get a job. Like there's always a door open for you regardless. Yeah. So it's like, there's, it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, 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 what I, what I really hope is that our standard of leadership changes. Yes. You know, whether it be in sports or, or outside of sports, but we, we know sports, so we can talk about sports, but right. we know, especially in sports, like I, I hope it changes because it's getting to the point where kind of athletes and coaches in general already have a bad reputation right. of, of like all oh, their, you know, let's just be straight. They're going to cheat on their wives. They're going to players are going to be doing drugs and like this and that. Right. That That's kind of the reputation that, that sports has. And it, then, like, it's like, I mean, only reason I can, I'm going to use these as an example because it's the first one's off the top of my head. You had Ray Lewis. Yeah. Dabbed the guy. He was back on the field. You had Ray Rice. He knocked the cr- knocked his he. wife out in an elevator. He was out there, I'm pretty sure, the next week. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, it was like the happened. next week. Just it was like whatever. nobody batted an eye, man. It's like, it's, it's the point where it's like that kind of stuff where it's, it's like nobody like nobody bats an eye and it's like it's they're like oh yeah whatever it's just tuesday it's like like it really shouldn't be like that like there should be like i like if the whole nfl this is this is gonna be kind of a fun analogy even for you you'll if if the whole nfl held the entire united nfl if all of sports all of life everyone treated everyone the way nfl treats josh gordon's substance abuse policy we would be in a fucking dyst- or not dystopia we'd be in a fucking just perfect world yeah because they hold him to like the most like the minuscule is trace the most minuscule of trace of anything and he's done and he's out. boy just likes to smoke a little weed and he's, he's done and then and, and it's like it's like okay he smokes weed but like Ray Lewis can like damn near murder someone, and Ray Rice can beat his Miles. Life. Miles Garrett hit the dude in the head with the helmet. It was just like, eh, you got a few games. Well, that one was kind of there was a little bit more to that. That it's like a kind of like he said, she he, said thing. What like we went games? a little. It was I think it was the rest of that season, right? Which wasn't it was nothing, like six. Though. It was like six games though, right? But that's what I'm saying. It was just six games. Yeah. So but, I, yeah, I like, know. but like, but I say like, like Josh Gordon, they they he's on such a short leash, mm-hmm. and like I like I understand there's a substance abuse policy in sports. Um, like the, again, that's like a thing that they hold them to higher standards on, but they should treat everything to the same right. severity. Yeah, let's not pick like, and choose what we're holding. Right, standards. it's like it's like first first warning. You're like your first offense. You know, it's, it's it's like a two game suspension. You know, your second offense, you know, you're out for a season, and your third offense, you're out indefinitely. You're done. You are absolutely done. Like it's got to be. We've got to hold these guys to a higher standard than than anything else. Period. Because 
it's taking away what makes sports beautiful. Right, right. It's, and, it's, and it's making it controversial when it shouldn't be. Right. It's making like, just this the normality of the dumb like, stuff. It's it's overshadowing like these these off the field like like this off the field drama is overshadowing sports itself. Like you don't get to enjoy and, the you, you don't get to enjoy the and, game because there's always like the 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 side story of of you know because now the whole the, the entire Raiders season is going to be well how how much of a difference did John Gruden make like it's going to be Gruden this Gruden right that. like yeah, even now, more so than it was now if Derek say Derek Carr goes crazy and wins the MVP right not gonna not, probably not gonna happen but say it happens half the question is going to be about Gruden right no what what did Gruden do to help you there what did Gruden do to do you know, you know how how much was Gruden holding you back? Like, like it's right, and it's like even for the Jags, like that's kind of how it is for Urban Meyer right now. It's like you know, I mean, they asked him at the the press conference for this coming week's game. They asked him about the Columbus incident, incident, not about the game, about, about Columbus, about the bar in Columbus. Right. It's like it's stuff yeah. that like it's it's taken away from the game and what what's important about the game. And it's for the love of the game. Like these guys may love it, but they're loving it the wrong way. They're not. They're. They're not. Re- they may love it, but they don't respect it. They don't respect yeah, yeah. the game. So now and the then, game is starting to kick back. And that's that's where the problem lies: is nobody's respecting what they're doing anymore. Right. I don't know, man. It's absolutely wild. That's why we're sitting here talking about it, though. Right. We 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 got a little little rant there. That was that was good. It was good, and you know what the best part about it is? We agree. We do agree. I mean, God, it'd be hard to not agree on that, I feel like. It's absolutely terrifying, though, that we actually agree wholeheartedly on something. It's not often that it happens. I think it's happened twice. Yeah, it's happened twice. The other topic we can't talk about on the air. No, we cannot. We we elected to leave that one off. We did. And if you know anything about what's going on in sports right now, you know what we're talking about. (laughs) Yep. And we will leave it at that. All right, man. Clear this bench for me. I need to go to bed. All right, man. Well, I got I got one one topic for for clearing the bench today. A um, right, little bit of NASCAR for you. I know you're not a you're not a big NASCAR guy, but it was it was a pretty fun for me because it was my favorite driver involved in this whole little shebang. So we are we are in the NASCAR playoffs. We're actually uh, we've advanced to the round of eight. Um, so we're to the final eight drivers in the uh, playoffs points. Um, so a couple weeks ago at Bristol Motor Speedway, late in the race, uh, Chase Elliott. Um, and Kevin Harvick kind of get into it. Kevin Harvick uh, runs Chase up the track, cuts his left yeah. front. So Chase has got to take a green flag pit stop because Bristol is so damn small. He ends up going – he ends up – I mean, it cost him the race. So he ends up finishing like, tw- like deep in the, in the pack, like down a couple laps. So he goes – Chase goes out. So now you know, Harvick's competing for a, for a win, and, and if you win, you lock yourself into the, to the next round of the playoffs. Uh-huh. This is where it gets interesting, or what starts to get interesting. So Chase, because they they do what's called the radioactive on uh, on the YouTube channel for NASCAR. So comes out, Chase comes and says, you know, where's the five? I'm gonna go help him because his teammate Kyle Larson, just number five car for Hendrick Motorsports, is also competing for the win. So Chase goes out. I mean, he's like he's out of the race. There's no chance for him to win this race. There's zero zero chance for him to win. So he goes out. And basically, he plays he plays defense for Kyle Larson, and he gets up, he gets in he gets in front of, of Kevin Harvick, and slows down, and is slowing Kevin Harvick down to the point where Kyle Larson passes them both 
goes through and ends up winning the race because of it. So that's some Ricky Bobby stuff. Right oh, there. dude, it's fantastic. So but this is the <laughs> this is the only the start of the story. They get down okay. pit lane. Kevin Harvick runs his car right into into Chase Elliott. They're they get out of the cars. They're going at it. I mean, it's like I'm I was waiting for the first punch to be thrown. I just didn't know who was going to do it because normally it's the pit crews. But like no one threw a punch. It just got really loud. They start screaming at each other. It was fun. Kevin Harvick, he took his helmet, like beat the shit out of the top of his car. It was kind of funny. Um, so we go to next race, which is the Charlotte Roval. Chase Elliott is considered the king of the road in NASCAR. He's he had a streak, I think it was like five in a row of of uh of road course wins in NASCAR since his since his uh he started. And he there'd only been one other driver that had won at the Charlotte Roval. Um that wasn't named Chase Elliott. It was actually his best friend, uh, Ryan Blaney. But so it was like, okay, cool. Chase is going to start up front. He ends up winning both stages or the first two stages. Okay. Well, in the third stage, Kevin Harvick comes out. It's, or no, no, he won the first stage, I think. And then in the second stage, Kevin hits him in the back bumper. Chase, he basically runs through Chase and uses him as a, as a stop. This is kind of like the, the payback kind of thing. So we all knew it was coming. We said no win. Chase's car goes sideways. It hits his back bumper, hits the the wall, and it 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 destroys his car. So it brings out a caution. So now he goes into the uh, damage vehicle policy. So now he has, I guess, two minutes, two or three. I forget what the time the the official time is to basically fix as much of this car as he can. So they're going, they bring it in pit, uh, pit, pit, uh, pit road. They start fixing it. it. The funniest thing was to see them bring out this giant, like, like fucking two and a half or two and a half foot, like wide piece of like white tape to put on the back of the car to hold this back of the car on because they had, I mean, they're trying to make this thing at least, you know, raceable. Right. They had to have, they had to have the deck lid on there. They, that's the, all they had to do is they had to have the deck lid. So they've got a piece of tape holding the, the like the rear end of this car on. Then, so that because of his positioning, even though even though Chase had won, I swear he was in the second. He won the second stage as well, but or he was in like the top two. But I, th- I know he won the first stage, so he got he got some playoff points. Yeah. But because where he was at the bottom of the standings or like the bottom of the uh, the or positioning, it actually knocked. It was knocking him out of the playoffs. And Kevin was the next guy in. So it basically swapped them to where because oh, Chase was so so far back. Yeah. It, it bumped Kevin up a spot. So Kevin was the eight. Chase was right. was in the nine spot. So Chase goes a lap down after fixing the car. Comes back out. So he's a lap down. But he still has a fast car because he's one of the best at the Roval. He's one of the best on the road courses, even with a shit car. He's still fast as lightning. So he's going out. He ends up getting to be the, the, uh, the first car lap down, which works perfectly because his bumper is coming off the car. And if it comes off the car and stays on the track, a yellow flag comes out, which because he's now the first car, he gets the wave around and gets back on the lead lap. Guess what fucking happens? <laughs> that exact scenario. Wow. So it puts him on the lead lap. Now bumps him up 
to where he's now tied with Kevin Harvick for the eight yeah. spot. Kevin would take the tiebreaker because of overall positioning because of Bristol. This is where it gets fun because on the radio, someone told Chase, hey, if we wreck Harvick, we're in. And, and then Chase, you can hear him go, oh, you won't have to worry about that. A lap and a half later, Chase is caught up to him. He's about a half car length away. It's, it's going to happen. We all know it's going to happen. Kevin locks up the brakes, runs his car through the wall, destroys his car, not even drivable. Chase doesn't even touch him. He's just in his rearview mirror. So Kevin Harvick doesn't finish the race. Chase Elliott gets in. Kevin Harvick is out. Why did he lock him up? He just overdrove the corner trying to stay away from Chase. Because here's the thing. It was either – Oh, okay. okay yeah, so okay. Chase, Chase was like right behind him. Kevin was basically trying to stay away from Chase because he knew he was gonna get he was gonna get wrecked. Everyone yeah. knew that Chase was gonna wreck Kevin in that. And Kevin I, had, in that. I understand that, I guess. Yeah, so Kevin was basically just trying to or Harvick was just trying to he basically just overdrove the corner. He just he would late break. And so because he had so much steam, there was just not enough break to slow him down to make the turn. So he just runs right into the wall, takes the front end off the car. The car's total, they have to bring the tow truck out. And then in the interview, Chase Elliott with the most petty comment. They have now turned this into a shirt. You can get it on Chase Elliott's website. It's uh, He said, yeah, I just want to wish the, uh, the Harvick family and the four team a, uh, a merry offseason and a, uh, and, uh, and a happy, uh, happy holidays because he eliminated wow. them from the playoffs. It is now a T-shirt you can get on Chase Elliott's website. That's awesome. And so now Chase Elliott is the six in the round of eight and Kevin Harvick is now will be, will be racing, but he's going to be racing for like sponsorship dollars, kind of stuff like that. Like nothing he does matters at this point. Right. So that's awesome. It's fantastic. I, it's like I, old school NASCAR and I love it. I love it so much. I hated that it was my driver that got tangled up in it. I love the fact that my driver ended up coming up the top. That's the best part. Right. It's, right. Like, it's like old school, like Winston Cup. Like, hey, you tag me. I'm going to tag you. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's so much fun. That's cool. Man, Zach, do you got anything else? I know. I know. Uh, go to bed. We always do these really late uh, every time we can. Uh, but Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just, I'll just stick to the traditional. Fry Brian Kelly 2022. There it is. Uh, all right. Cool. I, I'm all about it. Fire BK, Marshall Thundering Herd has a big game this weekend. Big game this weekend. They have the Ashland Tomcats coming into town, uh, and they are gonna get beat probably. So they, uh, they, they won this one. They won this last week, right? They did. They did. Ma- Mama you know, Kelly was in the stands. They did. Marshall got a good win this weekend. Um, you know, Greenup County really put up a good fight, but they they did. They got a good <laughs> win. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it, man. Fire BK 2022. Bring on Urban. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 10 of Coach the Media Podcast. We'll catch you next week. We gone.